that. Listen, me and, and I- Colin went on a double date to see it. Remember that? Oh my god. Oh, wow. I don't it was 2004. That, it we were there. Did you guys did you guys drink some bubbly sparkling water out of the same cup, two straws? Two straws, definitely. Welcome to episode number five of the Power Five podcast. As always, thanks so much for downloading or streaming. I hope all the men out there have remembered Valentine's Day. Maybe you overspent on some flowers or went cheap with a drugstore box of Russell Stover's candy. Or perhaps you decided to take it to the next level this year and grab some of the new Valentine's Day edition Air Force Ones or the Valentine's Day Air Max 90s. A gift that is sure to please is a year's supply of bubbly, sparkling water. They've got about 100 different flavors, and your sweetheart would surely enjoy a refreshing beverage with no calories. That's bubbly, sparkling water. Or maybe as a couple, you just don't really celebrate Valentine's Day, and that's cool too. Either way, we hope you had a great weekend. If you guys are looking for a podcast where dudes rank chick flicks, then you are lucky because you have found exactly what you are looking for. And luckily, for the first time tonight, we have a female guest on the Power 5 pod, and she'll be joining our panel shortly. But first, let me introduce the guys. First, the man that says Nicholas Sparks' books are better than his movies, Mr. Brantley Vest. Pod Faja, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Glad to have you tonight. Next, the man who has proudly watched all 727 Hallmark Christmas movies, Mr. Colin Thompson. Hey, love. While I'm not much of a Hallmark movie guy, I I have been counting down the days to this episode for quite some time. Can't wait. Yeah, I know this is is your genre genre for sure. Uh, so I can't wait to see what what you've got on your top five list. And last, the man that has already pledged to name his first son Hugh Grant. Mr. Christian Graber. Evbot, it's my pleasure to be here. It's either Hugh Grant or Hugh Lowry. Or Ryan Gosling. Either or. If I have another female, it's Rachel McAdams Graver and Mark the Tape. All right. That's like, what, like 120 seconds in. I'm marking it. Well, guys, uh, obviously, Valentine's has come and gone, and I don't know how you guys celebrate it at home. We tend to celebrate, but uh, we typically, you know, don't do anything extravagant or, or go nuts with with the, you know, the plans. Uh, last year, we did happen to be in Montana over Valentine's Day. So that was kind of a nice change of pace. Uh, I had a good meal out there for that. Yeah, I, I would say uh, Logan's birthday is February 13th. So it's terrible timing. I'm always stuck in this weird spot of do I go really big for both? Or do I do a birthday and a Valentine's Day? You know, what what do you do? So, uh, but, it, but certainly a, a, a big, big time celebrating that, uh, those two days for my wife. Yeah, I, I don't know. For us, uh, we usually like to go out to eat, uh, maybe a little loose Chinese bistro, maybe, you know, pick up a little bit of that Cheesecake Factory cheesecake, maybe a little Brick Street sweet potato cake, yes. something that'll really slap, you know. Yeah curl up by the fire, maybe watch a good chick flick, something with Rachel McAdams, preferably. A little plug for Brick Street Cafe, best crab cakes in town, best crab cakes in Greenville. I've not had the Brick Street crab cakes. Sweet potato crab cakes? Amazing. That might be be something that would slappy. 
Hey, speaking of <laughs> speaking of slapping, y'all remember last week I talked about how one of our listeners sent us the turtle little Debs, the turtle brownie little Debs. Yes. So uh big shout out to Aaron Allen, by the way, for for getting those uh to my front porch. Kevin, so I, when you say we, I, I have yet to partake in any of these treats. My bad, my Try bad. Saying. Hey, if you guys know where I'm at. Feel free to swing on by. But so I've had them for about a week in our pantry. So we had dinner tonight and I got my first treat. You know, if I make it to 10 o'clock tonight, then I'm going to have second treat. But first treat tonight was the turtle brownie little dab. And let me tell you, man, that thing slaps. And it tasted more like a homemade brownie than, you know, like the cosmic brownie. That's like more of like a thick chocolate paste or the the fudge brownie. But that turtle brownie, I mean, it actually, it's got a little homemade kick to it, man. That that caramel on top, peanuts. Can't get mm, slappers. Do it, do it. Yeah, so as far as Valentine's Day for, goes for us, I don't. I wouldn't say we normally do it. Do it very big. I definitely, definitely go the cheap way on the flowers, man. Uh, for all you guys out there that overspend at the florist, don't do it. Don't do it. Go to Ingles, Publix, uh, Bilo, whatever your local grocery store is, and just let them do the same thing for you, man. Save some big bucks for sure. So uh, I got a funny story uh, in middle school for Valentine's. You know. I used to waste some money on like Russell Stover's heart boxes or some stuffed animals that I would give to my crush, whoever I invited to the middle school Valentine's dance with me. So in sixth grade, Berea Middle School, me and my buddy Ronnie, okay, we actually go to Genghis Formal Wear at the Haywood Mall rent tuxes and i'm not talking about like regular tuxes on i'm talking about the ones with the tails on them i mean is that like a norm what is the what is the proper name for those tux jackets with the long like tails inappropriate is the name for it totally inappropriate i think it's dumb and dumber hey how's your burger yeah imagine a little pudgy well we'll just say overweight um what did they used to call those guys back then? Husky. 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 That was right. a nice way to say I was fat. Anyways. Me too. Um, yeah. So I don't know, man. We decided to rent us some tuxes. It was crazy. It was stupid, but we did it. So there's a little Valentine's memory for you. With a stuffed animal in hand? Is that what you're telling us? Uh, no, I probably brought that to school that day to give to whoever it was. I think her name was Catherine. And I thought it was Ronnie. No, no, Ronnie. Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. Well, we've got a guest tonight. And we'll get uh, her on in just just a few minutes, and and we'll obviously rank our top five chick flicks of all time. We'll power rank those. But one of my chick flicks actually has um, a storyline where uh, a gentleman is actually paid to try and take a girl out on a date. Okay, so it's a hypothetical. I've got a hypothetical that I want to share with you guys. I I was at the rabbi's house the other night and I I found myself like tapping a beach ball just up. Okay. So I'm holding this beach ball and I'm like just tapping it straight up in the air. Right. Just pat, 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 pat. Right. Pretty simple, pretty easy, nothing to it. So I thought about this hypothetical. If you had a beach ball and you had an opportunity to win a million dollars, 
by tapping a beach ball up 1,000 times in a row. You can't hit it off a wall. You can't hit it off your body. It obviously can't hit the ground. But 1,000 times in a row to win a million dollars, would you do it? And here's the kicker. You got to pay $1,000 to have the opportunity. Are you paying $1,000 to try to just tap a beach ball up 1,000 times in a row for the opportunity to win a million? You doing that? Are you Absolutely. Are you inside? Are you on the beach? Um, you're inside. Yeah, I mean, a thousand to win a million—that's a no-brainer. That'd be the easiest thousand ever. Five thousand dollars. You doing that? Five. Do I have to wear a shirt? Dollars. Still five grand to win a million. I mean, I know a thousand times is a lot, but think about how slowly a beach ball, you know, would go up and down. It's not like a, you know. Yeah, I'm doing 100. I don't have the steady hands or the hand-eye coordination to to pull that off, Kevin. Save it. Trying it. So as long as somebody else is counting, I'm doing it. I I did it 500 times, and honestly, that's a good I just point. Got, I got tired of it. Um, I was 500 in, like, and it took a lot of concentration, a lot of focus to get that 500. I can only imagine 500 more. Man, that's gonna be tough. A million yeah. bucks. Could you imagine if you let it hit you or a wall or the on 9.99? Yes, or like you know, just <laughs> anything north of like 750, like the, the even rate. like 750. Yes. Oh my gosh. Mm. Just got to pay that cash over. Gosh, pay the piper. Gone. After that, are you paying another five thousand for the same opportunity? You doing that? You ten in double up, <laughs> double or nothing. <laughs> ten. One. I like to live dangerously. <laughs> 1,000% in, huh? 10K. Woo. 10K to win a million. I mean, with something like batting a beach ball up in the air, I'll take my chances. I'm probably going to fail twice and be out the 10K, but I'm going to try. I might even go in for the third time. Oh, man. How about that? You got you got unlimited rebuys. I like that. Going through. Evan, like, I would I'm do selling, it just I'm for my stimulus cheap. check. Yes. <laughs> I got that in the mail the other day. I hey, finally, don't brag. I finally got it. It's fantastic. Hey, you know what I'm going to do with that stimulus tech? I'm probably going to get me some bubbly, sparkling water. Um, you know, got like a hundred different flavors. So you should get some uh, those Valentine's Air Force Ones as well. Yeah, you got that. But you know, I would rather just really invest my money in that bubbly, sparkling water. I'll probably, you know, load up on the lime and the grapefruit. Uh, get one case of every other flavor. You know, I used to be a LaCroix boy, but now I'm just a, a bubbly boy. Second hypothetical here. Let me ask you guys this. So I just got back from a trip here on, on Wednesday. It was about an eight-hour drive. And so something I always ask my wife as we're getting close to home is, how much would it take for you to turn right back around right now, drive all the way back to our destination, and then all the way back home? So that would have been about 16 hours for us. You cannot sleep at all. You doze off at any point in the drive. You automatically forfeit the prize that you're going to win. Are you doing that? 16-hour drive, no sleeping whatsoever after you have already put in an eight-hour drive. So you've driven eight hours. Now you got to turn around, drive back the eight hours, and then back again the eight hours. So you're roughly 24 hours, no sleep. Are you dropping your wife off at the house before you go back? Uh, you can, if you want to, so you could just pod and listen to music that, so I'm doing that. No questions asked. I'm doing it for 10 grand, 10 grand, 24 hours. Okay. Kevin, did you say no dozing off? I mean, I hope not. I mean, 
That's right, because you'll be <laughs> you'll be driving at that point, touche. Yeah, but for me, you know, I'll do it for that stimulus check, baby. Oh man! Shout out to U.S. Gov. This is it. bringing back painful flashbacks of of the drive through the desert, and that was not even comparable to this. Um, it's going to take a lot of money. How about a pallet? How about a whole pallet of bubbly, sparkling water? You doing it for that? I'm in, man. I'm in then. I heard that, man. All right. Well, as we move on to this week's rankings, we're excited to have an up-and-coming rising star in the sports reporting world. We've got Miss Ashley Shamati joining us for episode number five as we rank our chick flicks. Just a quick bio. Ashley started her reporting career in Mississippi, but quickly transitioned to Atlanta, Georgia, where she's been working for Fox Sports Southeast as the social media producer and the host on various shows. Ashley then began working on the Charlotte Hornets broadcast. She's now the full-time sideline reporter for the Hornets and also hosts the pre- and the post-game show. Ashley also hosts the pre- and post-game shows for the Atlanta Braves. In addition to these roles, Ashley also works as an entertainment correspondent on CMT's Hot 20 Countdown. So as you can see, guys, she's a very busy lady, and somehow we have convinced her to come on the Power 5 pod tonight, and we are pumped and extremely grateful to have Ashley Shamati join us tonight. Thank you so much, Ashley. Thank you. What an introduction. No, I appreciate it. Um, I'm definitely, this is definitely a podcast that I've never been a part of before. So I'm excited. I, I feel like I talked to, um, I, I talked to one of you just like, yeah, you, you know, you want to talk horns basketball, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, no, actually we rank things. And I was like, okay, that sounds interesting. So I feel like I couldn't say no, because it's definitely a nice little switch up than just talking all about Hornets basketball. Absolutely. Well, we're, we're excited. Um, Brent, you just want to lead us out, man. I mean, you've been doing a good job just kind of starting the questioning off. Yeah. Well, so Ashley, thanks. Uh, thanks again for joining us. I'm a, I'm a huge Hornets uh, fan. I've, I've, I watched through the bad seasons and uh, watch as we're getting a little bit better. So you were uh, one of my top uh, picks to slide into the DMs on this show and, and we appreciate <laughs> you joining. Um, wanted to ask you just to kick off the interview here. Um, I've noticed that LaMelo Ball is very quick to answer his questions. Does that, does that make for a challenge for you, or do you like that he just kind of gets quick to the point when you ask him questions? LaMelo is definitely um, more of a challenge when it comes to interviewing because I feel like I need to ask certain questions or at least bring more questions to the table just because um, – he is quick to answer and sometimes his responses are pretty quick as well. So I'm working on just trying to, you know, loosen him up a little bit and, and have him realize that, Hey, you know, I'm, he's obviously been in the media his whole life. So there's probably some, you know, stories of, of scarring experiences with media, which I totally understand. So I'm just trying to really let him know that, you know, obviously I'm on his side. I'm, I'm not the media here that's trying to throw him under the bus or anything like that. And wow. I've talked to him before and just kind of explained that to him. And I definitely think that he is opening up a little bit more. And, um, you know, I think maybe some of his teammates who I've been around the last couple of years, ha- hopefully put a little word in his ear, just, you know, yeah, she's cool. Like she's not gonna, 
throw you under the bus. So he definitely um, is a little bit more of a challenge, but challenge accepted. I am, I'm all here for it. And like I said, I just try and bring a couple extra questions when I know I'm interviewing Lamelo. Yeah. I love it. He's, he's such a good, exciting young player to watch. I appreciate your coverage of him. So who do you have a favorite Hornet that you like to interview? <laughs> I don't have a favorite, but there are definitely, you know, guys who, for instance, I'll say PJ Washington, he yeah. always gives just the most intricate answers. And I honestly, after I ask him something, I feel like I've just talked to, you know, a coach that's been in the league for like 50 or 30, 50 right. years, whatever, because he just sounds so detailed and his responses are like, wow, you, you broke it all down. Thank you so much. Like there's really no follow-up question when I interview PJ because he's just so good. So, um, he's definitely awesome to talk to. And, but I mean, they really, they really all are Devonte, you know, Gordon Hayward, such a veteran. He always yeah. is great, great interview. Um, same with some of those other older guys as well. So, there's definitely, you know, some challenging, more challenging interviews, but overall I feel pretty lucky because they're all pretty great. Yeah. It's great. Ashley, this is Colin. I appreciate you joining us. Um, just a couple quick questions, really. Um, so did you grow up playing any sports or, or at what point did you uh, decide that this was the career that you wanted to pursue? Yeah. Um, so I did play basketball growing up. I have two brothers and one of them, my younger brother is actually like six, seven. And then my older brother is like six, three. So we're all pretty tall family. I'm five ten. Um, so not saying that's the reason we played basketball, but of course that was always the main question was, Hey, do you play basketball or volleyball? And, um, yeah, I played basketball growing up. I remember, my older brother one time was like, Hey, you know, you want to cheer on the sidelines for us, or do you want to be in the game? And it was like my first co-ed team when I was just like eight years old with him. And I was like, Oh my gosh, no, I want to be in the game. And so that started my love of basketball. And, you know, I played all through elementary, middle school, high school, I played intramurals in college, but I really focused on the broadcast part of it once I got to college. Um, but yeah, just always been around it. And, just been around sports my whole life. So I knew that I wanted to, to be in this field at a very early age. Um, and it just really never looked back after that. That's awesome. Hey, Ashley, it's Christian here. I heard something about CMT. So when concerts come back, who do you have to see? Is it Florida Georgia line? I'll wait. <laughs> um, Oh my gosh. I can't wait for concerts to come back. There's, there's so many artists releasing new music. So when that is a thing again, and we can go to concerts and sit on lawns and just pack out arenas, it's just going to be the best day ever. So, there's a, oh my gosh, there's so many on my <laughs> list. Just like everybody who's released new music this entire time. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't wait till you guys go on tour and I can listen to it. I just want to go to a festival so I can hear them all at once, to be honest. Um, Absolutely. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know when that's going to be or what that's going to look like, but that's my plan. <laughs> love it. Love it. I will say to get in the mood for this pod, I put on Taylor Swift's all song shuffle uh, nice. to really kind of hone in the rom-com chick flick vibe that I was looking for. Very nice. I love that. You know, what's funny is Colin didn't have to do any of that because he's always in that mode. Listen, I've been, I've been so excited for this episode for weeks when we started talking about it. I think I told you guys in our little pre chat 
I had 23, I think, song or uh, 23 movies on my just brainstorm list that I had to throw out there. Very difficult. Arguably the, the toughest list I've ever had to compose. Oh, I agree with you. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I had to recruit some people to help me out because I had a lot on my list. And so I was, I, I mean, I thought about this all day yesterday. I was like, man, what are my top five? And I still like, feel like I can't narrow it down to just five. And so I asked some of my coworkers after the game yesterday, I was just like, would you put this one on your list? Like, what do you guys think of this one? And, you know, just to try to narrow mine down, but it is, it is definitely more challenging, especially when you broaden it to not just like rom-coms, but, um, chick flicks in general, I felt like it was definitely a challenge. Who were you asking? Was that Gordon Hayward or? (laughs) I wish they were on the road yesterday. Otherwise, I would have loved to shout it from up top and just be like, guys, who's your, what's your favorite <laughs> chick flick? But um, no, I actually asked some of our production cameraman, our audio guy. Um, I even, yeah, I just wanted to get their opinion on it. And one of them pulled up like the top 100 list and just started naming them off. And I was like, okay, okay. So <laughs> I like it. Getting the male perspective on a, a female genre. That's perfect. Sure. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Well, uh, hey, speaking of live music, let's just talk about the church choir, Ashley. I mean, you want to talk about just a man cranking them out in a, in a live show. Eric Church, man, unbelievable. Definitely, definitely a top three concert of all time for me, man. That dude just uh, smashes it. Oh, yeah. He's got a voice. Wow. Yep. He great. really does. I just, oh, it's awesome. Great show for sure. I can't wait to go back and see him. And obviously Garth is near the top of the list as well. Just incredible. incredible on Garth tickets. Hey, so you got the Garth tickets. Yeah. I've got some Pearl Jam I'm sitting on. Brant, Christian, y'all sitting on any? Chris Stapleton. So wait, you guys had tickets and now you can just wait until they play well, again? Yeah, well, all the got pushed because of COVID. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they got they got postponed. They didn't get canceled, yeah. and so they're still okay. in my Ticketmaster account. Yeah, oh, um, nice. Okay. Dan and wow. Shay, I think I had tickets, and that got pushed multiple times. You know, but Chris Stapleton was the last concert I saw in November of 2019, and my oh. wish for this year, my favorite band, Kings of Leon, new album, March 5th. If yes. they tour on that, I am there in the front row. Are you basically saying that you're out? For recording that week <laughs> yes i mean oh, you right, could say right. that unless right, lead singer caleb Followill will be on the pod then in that case i mean we got ashley shamadi on this one I mean, <laughs> it's I only our next step yeah. <laughs> well obviously as we're uh transitioning on into to our rankings it definitely sounds like you are a fan of the chick flicks and yeah <laughs> narrowing anything down to the top five uh, is certainly difficult. So we've been we've been talking just as a panel about how excited we are about this. I mean, it's kind of funny, just a bunch of guys ranking some chick flicks. But anyways, it should be interesting. So I tend to finish the rankings off, but I'm actually going to get it kick started this evening. And uh, my number five pick, first of all, let me just give you a little bit of criteria. Um, I did ask a lot of people just like you guys, or just like you, Ashley, kind of their thoughts on top chick flicks. I'll look through some 
some lists, some rankings that some other websites had had put out and and just asked a lot of coworkers as well their thoughts. And there was one movie that just continued to get brought up over and over and over and over again. And it's not necessarily my cup of tea and type with the type of movie it is. However, since we are power ranking something, I felt like due to the fact that it continued to show up over and over on list. And when I asked people, I felt like I needed to throw that in. So coming in at number five is arguably the most romantic movie that I have ever seen. Ryan Gosling, Rachel McAdams, South Carolina, Nicholas Sparks coming in at number five is the notebook. Yes. Oh yeah. You can't leave the notebook off. (laughs) It's such a great story and it's just, it's everyone's favorite. I feel like. Yeah, it's definitely a pretty good story. Um, you know, Noah, Allie, right. Noah's not good enough for Allie. Allie's parents are upset about that, but just true love wins in the end, which is, which is always a good thing. Kind of tragic though. Just how, how it, how it ends doing a little bit of research on this movie. I did notice that it's, it's on Netflix right now. It's actually got a different ending than what you would see on the DVD or what you saw in the theaters. Um, won't, won't, won't give that away. Won't give a spoiler away, but, uh, if anybody wants to check that out, well, Kevin, my weekend plans are made. There you go, buddy. <laughs> there you go. All right. Sounds good. So, uh, number five for you, Colin, go ahead, get us going. So coming in at number five for me is a little bit different than most of the other, uh, movies that I'm going to have on this list. I wanted to go with something that was a little bit lighthearted. It's fairly recent 2011. It's got a pretty dynamite cast. I went with Crazy Stupid Love. Uh, You've got Gosling, Steve Carell, and Emma Stone. Um, It's just got multiple angles. uh, Just a really good, kind of lighthearted, you know, a little bit of heartbreak in the beginning, but everybody recovers in the end. Crazy Stupid Love at number five. A good, solid choice. Yeah, I remember seeing that in the theaters as well. If I'm not mistaken, right, like Carell gets like basically a makeover from Gosling. Is Is that correct? That is correct. Gotcha. Gosling, man. He's like he's like the Costner of of sports <laughs> movies, except for chick flicks. I mean, he's Gosling's two for two world. on the pod so far. I mean, I'm yeah. just, we can keep it going. I got so hot right now. I got a Gosling. Feeling, I got a feeling he's gonna be all over the place. Christian, number five. Well, Kevin, I'll have what she's having. So I don't know about you guys, but I was really thinking about some classics when I was making my list. And so there's nothing more classic than a little Billy Crystal, a little Meg Ryan, and a little Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia, when Harry met Sally. (laughs) If you haven't seen it, I just made your weekend plans. I actually don't think I've watched that whole movie. So I think I need to I need to get on that. That one's on a lot of top homework. Yeah. Meg Ryan is like the Rachel McAdams of the 90s and late yeah. 80s. So I'm dating myself, I guess, right? I mean, whatever. Aging. Dang, I'm dating myself as well, my wife said this weekend. Yeah, I like that pick, man. It's classic. Certainly uh, certainly worthy of, of a top five. Ashley, I've got you uh, as our as our fourth selector tonight. So what do you have? Number five. Man, this was hard because I I felt like I could just name, I had about six overall, but actually ranking them, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know. So I'd have to agree with, I have the notebook in it and I think I'm going to put it at number five just because 
it is really sad at the end. And for some reason, chick flicks, like sometimes I think I want more of like the lighthearted loving movie, but it is just such a good storyline. So I also put the notebook coming in at number five. I heard that. I think, I think that definitely uh, puts you in with, with most of the ladies out there and in terms of their affection with the notebook. Ashley, did you see it in theaters? Um, gosh, man, I don't remember. I feel like, I feel like I would have, but I also may have waited until it came out on DVD because I do remember having the DVD. Listen, <laughs> so I might have waited for that. listen me and, and I, Colin went on a double date to see it. Remember that? Oh my God. Oh, wow. I don't it was 2004. That, we were there. Did you guys, did you guys drink some bubbly sparkling water out of the same cup? Two straws? Two straws. Definitely. Sure. We were the only ones there. All right, Brand, finish us up. Number five. All right, number five for me, I'm going to go with the 1990 classic Pretty Woman. Um, oh, yeah. You've yes. got Richard Gere as Edward Lewis. You've got Julia Roberts as Vivian Ward. Uh, a couple of, so I've been challenged by Kevin to come to the table with some interesting facts. So when I re listen to our podcast, my favorite part are usually Kevin's random facts about things. So I came to the table with a few. Uh, also mentioned Jason Alexander in the movie as um, yes. Richard Gere's lawyer. But um, the movie grossed $463 million at the box office. Julia Roberts got paid $300,000 for her role. How wild is that? She was kind of the up and coming star. Richard Gere got paid several million as kind of the more established star. Another, another interesting tidbit about the movie after they had finished up filming, the movie was slated to be called $3,000 because that's the amount of money that uh, Richard Gere offered Vivian for the week. But after the, the director heard the Roy Orbison song, Pretty Woman, in the, song, in the movie, he named the movie after uh, the song. So it changed very Big early. mistake. Huge, Brant. <laughs> So, I mean, that, I can't even imagine saying like the movie 3000. So it doesn't even have the same range. No, no, for sure. It definitely. It sounds like a baseball movie. 3000. Yes. I like that. That was three... made it a classic. Pretty Absolutely. Woman is now like a classic. For so. sure. For sure. I like how $300,000 is not a lot of money. I love that. <laughs> I mean, $463 million the movie yeah. made and she got 300000 That is incredibly wild. That's right. That's right. Well, nice pick, man. Pretty woman. I like I like seeing that on the list as well. All right, number four. I may get a little bit of criticism on this. I, you guys may not have, you know, I'm a little bit older than you guys. Um, but, Branch, you, you mentioned Meg Ryan being like the 90s Rachel McAdams, I guess you can say, in terms of chick flicks, romantic comedies, et cetera. So coming in at number four for me is a 1998 movie with her and Tom Hanks called You've Got Mail. I have watched that thing a lot, man. Tom Hanks is in there. Meg Ryan, little known fact, Dave Chappelle is actually in that movie yes. as well. Dave Chappelle, Parker Posey, who uh, 
I don't guess she's super well known, but she was in one of my all time favorite movies back in the day called Dazed and Confused. Greg Kinnear also in there. Man, this is like the old school AOL days where you've got big time Joe Fox, who owns a big book company. You've got Meg Ryan, Kathleen Kelly, who owns a little corner bookstore. Well, Fox Books ultimately puts her out of business. Uh, but meanwhile, they're online kind of chatting it up, not realizing that they're falling for each other during this whole entire time. But it's got a lot of funny parts in it. Uh, some great actors in there. You've got Mel coming in at number four for me. Love it. Tom Hanks can't be the good Tom Hanks rom-com. You really can't. <laughs> He's a classic. All right, Colin, number four. I will be shocked if this movie is on anybody else's list. I remember the first time I saw this movie. It wasn't in theaters. You know, it just, it was really solid at the time. Um, it is a cross-country love story over seven years. Uh, the movie spans. I'm going with the Ashton Kutcher and Amanda Peet classic, A Lot Like Love, released in 2005. I've never seen that. Never heard of it or seen wow. it. Wow. Fantastic. <laughs> Never seen that's a deep cut. A lot like love. I mean, is that on anybody's rankings other than yours? I think I saw it on a top 100. But again, you know, I'm I'm a chick flick connoisseur. uh, So you know, pulling this from from deep into the bag of tricks. So a lot lot like like love. love, Recommend it for the weekend. All right. Adding it to my what to watch list. All right, that's interesting, Christian. Number four. Who's that girl? It's Jess. I don't know if anybody gets that reference, but Zoe Deschanel in the 2009 classic 500 Days of Summer. If you haven't seen it, it is a soundtrack, make you cry. I am not a normally a chick flick rom-com guy. And this movie right here, just the, the back and forth, the story. If you're a Joseph Gordon-Levitt fan, which I am, his relationship with Zoe Deschanel in this movie it's just, it's unlike any other 500 days of summer. Her name is summer, by the way, summer Finn. And this is about their relationship over a course of 500 days. And he writes card sayings for like a Hallmark type company. And it's just a uh, amazing flick, man. Actually, I wanted to make it like number one, but there are just too many classics out there. So 500 days of summer. That sounds like the anti game of Thrones, 500 days of summer. <laughs> This is true. Ashley, I think you were saying something. You're a new girl fan. Oh, I definitely um, have seen my fair share of new girl episodes. I need to watch them all from the beginning, all just at once, because I think I kind of like not jumped around, but I stopped for a little while. Then I started again. And so I need to just, you know, go through them all. I, man, sometimes I just, want one off day to just watch TV and movies and everything like that. But oh, this, yeah. uh, this schedule is few and far between for those just like complete true off days where we don't have a game the next day. So that's going to be, well, I'll spoil it for you. List. She marries Nick. Whoops. Wait, stop. I'm just kidding. I haven't. Oh my God. Oh my God. I was about to say, <laughs> wait. <laughs> my wife and I, here's the funny thing. My wife and I restarted new girl. Like, I don't know, in the fall, like right before our baby was born and we haven't finished the final season. So I just, I'm sorry. I don't know. Yeah. Like what is up with that though? I feel like it, a lot of people do that. They just kind of watch it and then 
I don't know, fall it off. It got bad, like the last seat. It was cringeworthy. So I, I'm assuming something big happens. But you know what? Next time, we'll figure it out together. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so number four, I'm really excited about because I kind of forgot about, well, not forgot about the movie, but I don't know why it wasn't on my list to begin with. So coming in at number four, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. I love that movie. I think yes. it's so cute and so just... I love the ending to it and just a huge fan. How to lose a guy in 10 days. Classic. McConaughey. Yeah, definitely a classic. We could maybe say that uh, Kate Hudson would even be uh, a Rachel McAdams type in those 2000s chick sure. flicks. Man, she's in a bunch of them. Brent, what you got, number four? All right. Well, I'm right there with you, Ashley. I have at number four, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Oh, wow. Uh, 2003 classic, huge Matthew McConaughey fan. I think he and uh, Kate Hudson together make a good combo. Uh, just love the dynamic. It's so ridiculous and out there. They both have a bet. You know, they're both like trying to, um, you know, to what Kate Hudson is trying to push him away in 10 days. He's trying to make her fall in love in 10 days. Just an absolutely ridiculous storyline, but it works. It's It's just a great film. A interesting fact about this movie: Gwyneth Paltrow was originally slated to play Andy Anderson, um, and then the scheduling took a long time, so she actually took another role in a movie called View from the Top, which I've never heard of. So, you know, mistake on her part. But uh, yeah, number four: How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. Kate Hudson would it? She crushed it. Yeah, she. That would have been odd if. I, I agree. I can't even picture that working, but um, I, I'm glad it ended up being Kate Hudson for sure. No doubt. All right, guys. Well, number three for me, Christian, you just mentioned Jordan, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and he is one of the stars in my number three movie, which is 10 Things I Hate About You, coming back in 1999, yes. based on William Shakespeare's Taming the Shrew. We got Julia Stiles. We got Heath Ledger. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. peace. Tease and peas. One of the all-time great movies, in my opinion, man. Just – uh, the writers of that movie actually wrote Clueless, Legally Blonde, She's the Man, House Bunny, just a lot of classic chick flicks in there as well. I read this interesting fact for you, for you, Brant. Uh, Kate Hudson was actually considered for the role for Julia Stiles that Julia Stiles got. Uh, Josh Hartnett was actually considered for the role for that Heath Ledger played, the Patrick role. Uh, Eliza Dushku was also considered as well man that soundtrack really hits as well a lot of 90s bands a, a band called letters to cleo was actually featured in there but man just a hilarious movie it's very very clever in my opinion i think it's a, a, a solid chick flick so number three for me 10 things i hate about you and that is a really good movie it's on disney plus by I the way think about it wow disney plus disney who would have thought i know it's it's wild for sure Colin, number three. So I'm stepping away from the rom-coms for a moment. Um, and when I sat down to make this list, I never envisioned that this would be the only Nicholas Sparks movie on my list. And I'm a sucker for those. And, and I'm going to sit here and, and, and toss and turn over this pick for days to come. But um, <laughs> I'm going with the 2004 Nicholas Sparks movie, The Best of Me, James Marsden and Michelle Monaghan. Um, like all great love stories, life pulls them away. 
uh, before coming back together. I'm not going to spoil the ending for those of you that haven't seen it, but it's a great, great movie. I didn't even know that was a movie. I read the book. <laughs> but I didn't Oh, know deep in his movie. bag. <laughs> wow. Right, the Best of Me, A Lot Like Love, Crazy Stupid Love. I mean, this dude, are those Hallmark movies? Listen, Ashley's going to go watch these movies and she's going to like tweet me and say, man, these are phenomenal. How did I never see these? I am so excited. You've given me so many good ones. Holland loves love. He's got a dashboard confessional <laughs> poster behind him. This guy is amazing. Oh, my gosh. All right, Christian, number three. All right, guys, get back in your time machine and go to 1984, where this flick came from. One of the John Hughes classics. If you're a fan of The Breakfast Club, you've got to be a fan of my second favorite redhead after Kevin Williams, Miss Molly Ringwald in 16 oh, Candles. <laughs> If you are a girl and you haven't seen that movie, you must. Colin, you too. And it has Anthony Michael Hall, who reminds me of Colin in 20 years. And he was the nerd from Breakfast Club. And that is just an all-time classic. So, 16 Candles. And that is taken aback. A couple years before you were born, Christian? Yeah, yeah. I'm an 86 baby. Okay, so I mentioned that I like the chick flicks that kind of end more happy. Just because, you know, you want a little lighthearted, feel-good love story. But I could not leave this one off my list. And it is just, it makes me cry every single time. But coming in at number three, Mandy Moore, A Walk to Remember. Yes. Love it. Dang. It makes me cry every time. Colin as well. Mandy Moore, also the lead actress in, my, in mine and Logan's favorite show, This Is Us. And I think oh, I cry yeah. every, every episode. Great show. A walk to remember. Definitely saw that in the theaters a long time ago. I don't remember the last time I did see it, but um, I mean, pretty much all the Nicholas Sparks movies are just classic romantic stories. Brant, number three. All right, number three for me, Lindsay Lohan, Rachel McAdams, Tina Fey, Tim Meadows, the ladies' man himself as Principal Duvall, Amy Poehler. I mean, you got such classic star-studded cast, Mean Girls, the 2004 film. You've got the plastics. You know, you, we, we can all relate to those, the click, the click groups in high school. Um, so that, that is my uh, number three. Interesting fact about this movie, uh, Amy Poehler is only seven years older than her fictional daughter, Rachel McAdams. I thought that was an interesting fact. Mean Girls, wow. number three. Leslie Nope. That movie so well done. Yes, great. <laughs> so movie. many, so many. If, if it came out in today's day, there would just be so many more memes. There already are, but can you imagine yes. if it would have came out? It, it's in such today's a quotable day? movie, too. So many yeah. good quotes. Yeah, when I was doing my research, I saw a lot of a lot of Mean Girls or a lot a lot of lists coming up on. Excuse me, Mean Girls coming up on a lot of lists and a lot of rankings. Um, so it's definitely respected out there. I just hadn't seen it in a long time. I, I got a feeling if I were to watch it, I would think it's pretty funny and, and a solid movie. That cast looks incredible for sure. Very fetch. Stop trying to make fetch work, Christian. It's never going to work. <laughs> Touche. 
My number two pick is a Colt classic. We own this at home. I don't remember the last time I've watched it, but man, I have watched it a ton. And and honestly, after watching this movie, I became a huge fan of Emily Blunt. And the movie that I've chose for number two is The Devil Wears Prada. And it's 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 got a little romance in there, but in my opinion, it's more of just like a a, a comedy almost, but a lot of fashion and stuff like that in there. So I guess it appeals more to, to females. My wife certainly likes it a lot, but man, Meryl Streep, just one of the most incredible actresses out there. And she puts on a heck of a performance. Like I said, you've got Emily Blunt in there. Who's just hilarious and, and kind of got her kit, her career kickstarted as a result of the devil wears Prada. You've also got Anne Hathaway as well. Uh, that movie came out in 2006 and it's it's actually based on a true story. The author of the book that was written about The Devil Wears Prada was actually um, the magazine editor of Vogue, uh, a lady by the name of Anna Wintour. Apparently, she's extremely difficult to work for, but the whole movie is just absolutely hilarious. Uh, Giselle Bunchen, I don't know how you say her last name, Tom Brady's wife. Giselle, we'll just this is Brady. Go. Brady. Yeah, there we go. Giselle Brady is actually in the movie as well. And apparently the way that they got her to appear in the movie is she could not uh, play a, a model. She had actually had to do something other than that. So um, here you go, Colin. I know you love Rachel McAdams. She was actually second choice to Anne Hathaway on The Devil Wears Prada, but Anne Hathaway got the nod on that. Ooh. Number, <laughs> number two, The Devil Wears Prada. Colin, number two for you. Before I get into number two, I'm shocked that no Rachel McAdams flicks made my list. Uh, didn't see that coming. Um, get out. However, no, number two, number two, I'm probably going to take some heat for this, um, especially from Ashley, based on some of the comments she's made about how, you know what she prefers in her chick flicks. But this movie is just incredibly well done. Story, the plot line is just phenomenal. It is, it is a bit of a sad one. Coming in at number two, P.S. I Love You. Uh, Gerard <gasps> Butler uh, and Hilary Swank, appearance by Harry Connick Jr. Um, just such a good story, but, but it is a sad one. Coming in at number two, P.S. I Love You. Wait, I love Gerard Butler. One of my yeah. all-time favorite actors, so I love it. He cute. <laughs> he, he is cute. <laughs> That's what my wife says. <laughs> All right, Christian, number two. Yeah, more like the devil wears nada, Kevin. That <laughs> just disappointing. <laughs> um, but for me, you guys have already mentioned this. When I think of power rankings, I always think of two words, Rachel McAdams. And it doesn't matter what we're ranking. She's always in my top five. Little Debbie Cakes, sports helmets, <laughs> you name it. <laughs> I'm just... Right. I'm just a huge fan. If Wedding Crashers was considered a rom-com, she would be in my top as well. I mean, like, I love everything she does, and I'm not afraid to say that. So you can have your Ryan Gosling. Give me McAdams all day. The Notebook. Hey, Christian, I hear that Rachel McAdams' favorite bubbly, sparkling water flavor is the peach flavor do you know do you know what i'm talking about do you have you heard that 
I have heard that. I mean, the bubbly is the only way to go. I mean, <laughs> that's the only kind of uh, sparkling bubbly water I drink is the bubbly brand. So <laughs> McAdams is a is a major bubbly lady. So I get it. I'm pretty sure that Noah actually got Allie's, uh, Allie's parents on board in the notebook, like, you know, secretly by, um, you know, delivering a little bit of the bubbly sparkling water to their house. Well, you said it was in South Carolina, so I thought it would have been that Mountain Dew Southern Shock, but we'll go with bubbly. Heard that. Nice pick. Number two, the notebook. Ashley, number two. Okay, number two. This this might be like a forgotten movie, I feel like, by people, but when they watch it, I just think that, how can you not like it? So, coming at number two, starring Sandra Bullock, of course, Ryan Reynolds, Betty White even making a little appearance, The Proposal. Yes. Great pick. Sandra Bullock, <laughs> Such a good man. one. Yeah, yeah. The window did. to the wall. <laughs> little, little the proposal, Miss Congeniality, Sandra Bullock making an appearance uh, in a couple Speed. places. Speed. Speed, man. Great. Such a great movie. The all-time great rom-com, Speed. <laughs> <laughs> Anything uh, with Keanu and Sandy. The proposal. I like that pick, Ashley. Brant, number two. All right, number two for me. So I just want to plug our our non-sponsor today, but nothing pairs better with an early aughts love story like pink grapefruit bubbly. Just want to throw that out there. (laughs) Number two for me is the 2004 classic. I'm right there with Christian and Ashley that's already been mentioned is The Notebook. Uh, Kevin, it was in your top two, I think. So yeah, might, number five. maybe a clean sweep when we're all said and done. Well, actually, Colin said no Rachel McAdams. But um, the notebook, um, man, you know, when when Ryan Gosling goes to ask Rachel McAdams out, he hangs on the Ferris wheel and, she, you know, kind of freaks her out. I'm, I was like, that's a great way to ask a girl out of if I weren't so scared of heights. I might have might have attempted it back in the day. Interesting fact about this movie Ryan Gosling prepared for his role by living in Charleston for two months leading up to the filming of this movie. He rode every morning on the Ashley River, and he also built furniture during the day for two months to prepare for the role. Oh, my gosh. So really number in two. The role. Yeah, really, really. <laughs> he knows what we do here down south. That's right. Um, so number two, The Notebook, classic movie. You know, what do you want? You know, this is just, just a classic. Brand, I got your fact right here. How about Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears were considered for the role? Jessica wow. Bill also auditioned. Apparently she auditioned while she was covered in blood due to her filming the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. How about that? Wow. Well, oh, you're going to say Bill, Seventh Heaven, the finale. Jessica Bill, oh, two episodes heaven. in a row. Seventh Heaven. That's actually the second time in two weeks that Seventh Heaven has been mentioned on the Shout out to uh, Jessica Biel, Seventh Heaven, Simon, all the cast, if anyone wants on. I'm pretty sure that's the rabbi's all-time favorite show, Seventh Heaven. Yeah, he starred in that show. Great show. Yeah, no doubt. So how about Rachel McAdams in 2004, Mean Girls and The Notebook. I mean, talk about a launch of your career. Two classic movies filmed in the same year, 2004 crushing it wow followed by wedding crashers no five yes how about it oh love that movie so good so good lock it up all right number one pick coming in everybody's been fired up about this this movie has been 
mentioned on a couple lists so far and for sentimental reasons, for sentimental reasons, and because it is actually a solid movie, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days is my number one chick flick of all time. Little known fact right here, that was mine and my wife's very first date. And our very first date actually happened on Aww. Valentine's Day. Yeah, on Valentine's Day. I think uh, I actually gave her a DVD of Sweet Home Alabama, since we're talking chick flicks here. I think she gave me a dozen golf balls. How about that? How about it? Yeah. Well, what's funny that? is she lost the DVD before you lost the golf balls. <laughs> <laughs> the pod father, such a romantic. That's right. I am, man, at my core. What can I say? So uh, we actually went to Flat Rock in Greenville. Flat Rock Grill, and had a little dinner that evening, had a long wait, saw the nightcap of How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, Matthew McConaughey, Kate Hudson, just fantastic movie. Here's a little fact, Branch, you already, you already threw out a little bit, but uh, I had no idea that the movie was based on an illustrated book called The Universal, the Universal Don'ts of Dating. Just a uh, illustrated wow. book about that, yeah. So there you go. Number one for me, how to lose a guy in 10 days coming in. So before I get to number one, uh, the notebook did not make my list, was not a clean sweep, but I can say this now because the podcast isn't airing till Monday, did rent out a theater for this weekend, AMC Hickory, going to see a little private showing of the notebook for Valentine's Day. Pretty fired up about going to a movie. Haven't been able oh to do that gosh. in a year. What a great that, idea. Man. All yeah. of our wives are going to be pissed when they hear hey, it. You can rent like out that. movie yeah. theaters right now? Yep, you can. If your price uh, varies price varies based on the movie the it's new denzel time. movie really wanted to see that but it was two hundred dollars so oh went with the notebook can you disclose uh, how much you i hope you guys all step it up <laughs> it was like a, it was like a 99 bucks for the theater you know plus uh plus snacks or whatever popcorn and drink that's a great yeah. idea Colin. i like that i like that that's off the grid good good call right there man yeah. So number one, uh, disappointed. I haven't seen this, but once yet, I'm, I'm hoping that some of you are coming through uh, with number one. I would argue that it's America's cinematic couple, especially in the 90s. You've got mail, the 1998 flick. I mean, you know, for those of us born in the late 80s, early 90s, I mean, you, you throw in the AOL vibe. Kevin, you touched on a lot of the things I had I was going to mention. 250 million at the box office, but what a great flick. You've got mail. I like it. I appreciate you throwing that on your list. I mean, you got some you got some ones that I had not not seen yet, but you've got mail. Uh classic, classic flick. All right, Christian, coming in at number one. What you got? Bridesmaids? You know what? That would have been on the list, but I was getting a little more of the sappy kind of films. And this is actually my favorite Disney movie as well. It's probably on Disney Plus, Pretty Woman. Um, I didn't know if you knew that or not. It is. It was originally a Disney movie. I hope it's not on Disney Plus because my three-month-old daughter is watching a lot of that right now. Uh, but she could learn some valuable lessons from that movie. And I will say, guilty here, I didn't watch that movie until last year during the COVID quarantine. <laughs> and this is kind of a recurring theme for me. A lot of these movies I just seen for the first time within the past year. And I got to say, I'm glad I did. I was really su surprised at how great of a flick that was. And also George from Seinfeld, the worst. 
I love that guy, but his character (laughs) was so bad, like in a mean way towards women. And I don't like that. So anyway, George, step it up, pal. Pretty woman. Number one, Disney plus love the pick. I'll just say in two weeks, we found out that Christian watched varsity blues and pretty one woman in the past year. What a I had lost my job for like 12 weeks. So there's that. That's a good point. Which, which movie did you like better, Varsity Blues or Pretty Woman? You know, it's a tough call, but I'm a little more of a risque kind of guy. So Pretty Woman, man, really top the list. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Ashley, number one. I'm kind of surprised. I don't know if it was on anybody's list, and maybe it's just me and my family loved this movie. Honestly, me and my older brother, my older brother and I, excuse me, we watched this growing up so much. I just, man, we, we just loved it. Um, you just mentioned it actually not on your list, but I went for my number one with Reese Witherspoon and Sweet Home Alabama. I love that movie so much. I could watch it all the time. And like I said, my brother and I, we just would, we'd always watch it with my grandma. She loved it too. And it's just such a feel good, classic, classic movie. I feel like. Yeah. Cue the Skinner. My wife's going to be upset it wasn't on my list. Um, yeah. Great it wasn't on anyone's <laughs> list. I was surprised. <laughs> Colin, if you need a date to the movie Saturday, I'm free. <laughs> it was it was considered on my list. It just didn't Same. make the top five cut. So, I mean, it definitely a great, great movie. Good. I love it. Yes. Nothing wrong with that. Brent, close this out. Number one. All right, number one for me, it's already been mentioned twice, actually. I'm right there with Colin, number one uh, greatest chick flick of all time, You've Got Mail. Uh, Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks. Yes, I mean, love the flick. Love just the nostalgia of the opening credits with the dial-up internet in the background. I mean, it's it's um, it just takes me back to the good old days of AOL. Interesting fact about the movie, because I know, y'all, Kevin, you've already kind of touched on the storyline, but... Uh, the movie was based on a 1936 Hungarian play about two bickering co-workers at a Budapest gift shop who didn't realize that they were pen pals. Um, it was a, a, adapted uh, twice for the big screen before you got mail, once in 1940 as the shop around the corner, and then again in 1949 starring Judy Garland um, as a, the musical in the good old summertime, uh, before all those things, before you got mail. So just a little interesting fact, but number one, you've got mail. Great. Just a classic film. That's going deep right there, man. On three out of the four power five panelists list, Christian didn't make yours. Ashley, have you seen you've got mail? You know, I didn't want to like say anything because I honestly don't know if I don't think I have. I think if anything, maybe my mom was watching it one time and I probably like walked in halfway and just started watching it with her. So I'm not even kidding you guys. I just went into like Prime Video and Netflix seeing where it is playing because I'm like, okay, I have to watch this from start to finish because uh, it's made all y'all's list. So Ashley, do you know what dial up internet was? Yes, I do. I did have the whole AOL username situation. So yes. I remember. What was it? What was your first AIM instant messenger name or AOL? <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Name. Come on. It, it, I think it was something like like B-ball chick. <laughs> 
love it. That's great. Grant sixty three underscore seventeen. Oh come on, yes. Hey, I, I passed the Walterboro sign the other day on ninety five. The sixty three to seventeen, you know, what I'm talking about Brent. Yes. Yeah, it yeah. was great. Mine, Mine was, a, was what was you? What were you? Williams, just Williams. W e e y a m s. That's right. That's you right. were dating you my buddy's to, sister. I don't know. Did you go to Olan Tiger? <laughs> O-Line Tiger. O-Line Tiger. That was Tiger Nut. So here's the irony of mine. Mine was big with two Gs, pimp CWG, and I had no girls. Why? (laughs) That's just how we did it, man. (laughs) That's it. Well, man, again, just like last week when we ranked our sports movies, this is a a great list of, of movies, especially in the chick flick genre, everything from romantic comedies to just flat out comedies to romantic movies. I mean, we've got the whole nine yards, everything from the eighties to, you know, two thousands, if you will. So just to review our rankings, starting off with me, my number one movie was How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Number two, The Devil Wears Prada. Number three, 10 Things I Hate About You. Number four, You've Got Mail. Number five, The Notebook. Colin, for your number one, you had You've Got Mail. For number two, P.S. I Love You. Number three, The Best of Me. Number four, A Lot Like Love. And number five, Crazy Stupid Love. Christian, your number one was Pretty Woman, just recently watched. Number two, The Notebook. Number three, 16 Candles. Number four, 500 Days of Summer. Number five, When Harry Met Sally. And Ashley, your number one ranked movie was Sweet Home Alabama. Number two, The Proposal. Number three, A Walk to Remember. Number four, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. And number five, The Notebook. And Brant, to finish us off, your number one was You've Got Mail. Number two, The Notebook. Number three, Mean Girls. Number four, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. And number five, Pretty Woman. Guys, that was a lot of fun. I certainly enjoyed it. And, and you know, I appreciate everybody joining the show tonight, but especially Ashley. Uh, it was great to have a, uh, a female counterpart tonight and to, to give us – her, her thoughts on chick flicks and man, it just means a lot that you took time out of your busy schedule. I mean, CMT, the Hornets, the Braves, you got a lot going on. So just to take a few minutes out of your busy schedule to, to come and join us means a, an awful lot. And we certainly appreciate it. No, my gosh, of course. Happy to do this. Thank you guys for asking me to be on. This is, this is definitely a fun one. So um, I really appreciate it. Yeah. And absolutely. I have some movies to watch. I have some movies to watch. <laughs> you have some homework. With all that downtime you have, right? <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. Hey, you've got to you... start with you've got mail. Got to start there, though. That's yep. Right. Yep. That's what I'm starting with for sure. I'm looking it up right now where I can watch it. Well, why don't you just tell everybody where they can find you on social media to to give you a follow and and you know what time CMT countdown comes on, the whole nine yards. Yeah. So, um, I think I'm probably most active on Instagram. So it's Ashley and Shamity, um, on Instagram. And then I'm also on Twitter too. And, but I just really post Hornets stuff and CMT a little. So if that's what you're into, feel free to follow. My Twitter is a Shamity, I believe. Um, and CMT hot 20 countdown comes on Saturdays and Sundays at 9am, eight central. And then, um, we basically have a Hornets game every other day. So if you're ever in the mood for some Hornets, just tune on in. We're usually there. 630 Hornets Live. A city. Love it. Yes. <laughs> Always in the mood for Guys. some Hornets basketball. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Ashley, awesome. best wishes to you. And, and just thanks again so much for everything. And uh, go Hornets. Go Braves. Thanks so much, guys. I appreciate it. Yes, ma'am. Hey. Say goodnight, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs>